Hello, family and friends. I'm here for day two with Pastor David Flores, and I'm so excited. I love talking about Jesus. You know, I remember when I first got saved, started going to the church God sent me to, and this one guy named Kenny, Kenny will know I'm talking about, all he wanted to talk about was Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. And that's all I want to talk about myself. As you get hungry for God, you realize there's no better topic. No better. And our time is short on this earth, you know. And I want to start out, Pastor. Lord, uh, put on my heart to... to share Hebrews 11, 6, I'm going to read it in the Amplified Bible. But without faith, it is impossible to please and be satisfactory to him. For whoever comes near to God must necessarily believe that God exists and that he is a rewarder of those who earnestly and diligently seek him out. And I love talking to preachers that preach faith, pastor, mm-hmm. and you're a faith man. And you know, Amen. so many people have faith for salvation. They have no faith for healing or no faith for provision and so many things. And we have to have faith for the, all the promises in the Bible. Yes, and they're all yes and amen, but yes, our faith are. activates those. And I'm going to kick it over to you, pastor, and just continue on from yesterday. Well, praise God. I'm glad to be back again. It was exciting. And I look forward to, to today's uh, podcast here. You know, I want to just hook up a little bit God has a plan for your life, Jeremiah 29, 11. He really does. Even if you think you've messed it up and how can God bring you into the right line? God is so awesome. Here's one of the things I had to realize. God is bigger than me. Now, I know Veggie Tales, okay? So I have my Bible, group in Bibles. Because a Christian, so Veggie Tales, their famous song for me. God's bigger than the boogeyman. Yes, he is. Okay? bigger than Godzilla. And, and he's the bigger than Godzilla TV. too. So you know, so if, even if we make mistakes, God has a way of getting us in the right place. Yes, he does. I love the story of Jonah. Jonah was going the wrong direction. Didn't want to do what God wanted him to do. Yep. Of course, if you read the story, he he gets dumped out in the ocean. He gets <laughs> swallowed up by a huge whale of fish. In the midst of that, he gives his life back to God. He repents. God gives him a chance, and guess where God spits him up? God doesn't spit him up back on the original shoreline where he took off on his trip. In other words, he didn't have to start over. God spit him up on the shores of Nineveh, the direction (laughs) he wanted him to go. And I realized that that's how great God is, so wise. He doesn't have to make you do a do-over. He says, all right, let's get going right now where we're at. So in in your steps in life and the plan of God for your life, uh, I pray that we get more sensitive to God's will for our life and what he has. And I believe he has a plan for every person. As it says in Jeremiah 29, 11, they're for good and not for evil, yep. not for disaster. They're to give you a future and a hope. And so with that in mind, as you've lived your life, you may look back and see, well, God was there. God helped direct that. God was in that. And so I, I preach a lot of times uh, to my church family to become more sensitive to God's presence in your life. Be aware that you know that God is with you. So as you mentioned, Hebrews eleven six. that's one of my favorite verses. We've been preaching on that almost the whole year of 2023, because without faith, you can't please God. And what pleases God is serving God, living for God, doing God's word, being a doer, not just a hearer, Come on. right? Walking in the love of God. Jesus said, he said, you know, the first commandment is to what? Love the Lord thy God with all your heart and all your soul and all your might. And that's the first commandment. The second one was love your neighbor as that's yourself. Right. And then Jesus said, I'll give you a new commandment. I want you to love one another like I've loved you. So it's always stepping up. And so if we're going to please God, we got to learn the love walk. Yep. We gotta, if we're going to please God, we've got to learn to walk in faith. If we want to please God, we've got to learn to walk by the Spirit. Because if we walk in the Spirit, we won't fulfill the lust of the flesh. And you know what? I grew up in church. And one of the things that I missed in my time in church, I just didn't catch it. I didn't catch it, and I'm sure many people don't catch it. 
in whatever church you might have gone to, no matter what denomination, you don't catch this because the, the enemy has a way of speaking into our hearts and he says, I don't think you can do this. Come on. I don't think you've got the strength to do this. I don't think you've got the intestinal fortitude. Yeah. I don't think you've got the character. You've been a mess up all your life. You know, you've been addicted to this. You've been addicted to that. You know, you can't control your temper. And so we're constantly faced with what God says he wants us to do in his word and the desire to please him, just like in the, in the natural. I want to please my father. I want to please my mom. I want him to be proud of me. Yeah. I want to say, good boy, good job, son. And in, in, in Spanish, say, good job, mijo. We love you. You're, you're awesome. I love my, my mom, you know, she would always say, oh, I don't have to worry about David. He's going to get straight A's. He's going to be doing good. But, you know, I had some problems in my life, you know. I remember the day I got arrested. Yes, I got arrested. Oh, boy. I'm like 10 years old. I got arrested before I came to Christ. Of course, I never had 11 years old. But I got arrested for what? Me and my little friends coming, we would walk home from school about a mile. And, and, and you know, and these two kids I walked home with, they weren't born again. They didn't go to church. I didn't know what their religious background was. Yeah. But I was a church-going kid, yeah. you know. And so we walked one time through a, a field, and there was a house there, and had a bunch of barrels and different things that were really strange and weird. And, you know, we didn't know what it was. And one of the kids said, hey, what's this stuff? And he's trying to shake it. There must be some, there were some kind of chemicals and fluids in there. I have no idea what the owner of the house would, was doing there. And all of a sudden, they started picking up rocks and throwing them at the window, like trying to break the window. Well, I'm there, and, and I know that's not a right thing to do. I'm, I'm taught right, trained right, right yeah. you know, but you get caught up in it, you know, the peer pressure. So I picked up a rock. I threw one out there. It was not a best, my best throw. It didn't break anything, but at least it looked like I was doing something. Yeah. And and the next thing you know, the police car is coming. Oh, Here they're resting up these, man. resting these four little 10-year-old boys. <laughs> they put us, and we were... You know, the man was inside the house the whole time. So, so they took us out. We apologized to the man, you know, whatever. And uh, they asked, the, 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 the policeman put my friends in the back seat, and he put me in the front seat. So, whoa, I got the right shotgun in the car, you know. But we were all crying. We were all scared. I didn't know what their parents were going to do, but I knew what my mom and dad would do. I mean, I'm going to embarrass my dad and whatever. So so we dropped off their first kid, Tommy, and when Tommy, they... The officer took Tommy to the door. His mom pulled that, got out the door. Next, you can hear her start screaming to get Tommy by the ear and yank him in the house. You know, he was going to get it. We went down to drop the next kid. Same thing happened to him. Went to the last kid who lived on my street. And his mom did the same thing to him, little Joey. And then so we got to my mom's house, my house last. The officer tells my mom what we were doing. And this is what my mom does. <laughs> she starts laughing at me. She thought it was the funniest thing. To see her little church-going boy arrested and being brought home. So she gets on the phone. She tells her all her brothers and sisters. And, and we would go to my, my grandfather's house on a weekly basis. So I'd go to my grandfather's house a couple days later. And, and they lived in, there was two houses on a lot. And a, my uncle lived next door. So there was always family around. And so I hear somebody say, I was playing in the yard out there, hey, jailbird, hey, jailbird. <laughs> That was probably worse embarrassment than actually getting arrested, was having that label put on me. So <laughs> I don't know why I'm saying this, but, you know, we go through these things, but God is there protecting us. Yeah. And I had to learn that I didn't catch this. I couldn't do it on my own. I realized I couldn't be a Christian on my own. I realized that what God was asking me to do, I couldn't possibly to do it on my own. But I didn't think that was the whole point. He wants me to do things that I can't do on my own, but he's going to provide the strength to do it. 
And so literally anything now as an adult and as a minister of the gospel living with Christ, I realized whatever he's asked me to do, he's always asked me to do something that was going to stretch me, that was going to cause me to have to lean on him, that was going to have to have me use my faith and trust in God. Because if we're doing it all on our own, then we get self-righteous and yeah. we think we're all this in a bag of potato chips and I don't need God. And, yeah. and literally, uh, you know, as a pastor, how many times have I had people call me and say, or find out they're sick in the hospital three days later and say, why did you call me, Pastor? Oh, we didn't want to bother you. Yeah. I thought I could do it on my own. And this is just a natural example. Well, yeah. I'm here for you. Call me. We're going to come visit you. We're going to pray for you. We're going to lay hands upon you, anoint you with oil, pray the prayer of faith. And so I realized at that age of 20 years old that I couldn't do this on my own. So when I committed my life to Christ to live for him, I realized, Lord, you're going to have to help me. And that's when the Holy Spirit stepped in. I want to talk about that later on the next time. Well, Pastor, you know, I just you brought me back to Pastor Crab. I had him talk about the importance of church oh, a year and a half ago on my podcast. And I, you know, one of the, the most uh, sad things, for lack of a better word, is I'm out and about talking to people is how many people are not in church. The devil has deceived so many people. Many of them love Jesus, mm -hmm. but they've been deceived and they think they can do it by themselves. And they need to be in church because God has a pastor. He has a shepherd mm -hmm. that's called to help them. That's right. And so um, if you would, you know, I know we're going to go to day three here in, in, in a bit, but uh, just go ahead and pray whatever is on your heart. I just want to encourage you out there. If you're listening today and you're not in church, you just with all the love that Jesus has put inside me, please, Get obedient to God. Get in church. Pray about where God has for you to go, and you will see your life change uh, in so many ways to the better. Amen. Father, we just thank you for everyone that's listening right now, and I pray, Lord, in the name of Jesus, that you would just speak and minister to their hearts, Lord, the necessity of being in a local assembly of believers, a church with a Bible-preaching, Holy Spirit-filled pastor who can, as your word says in Jeremiah, who you assign to them to teach them after your own heart with wisdom and understanding that they may grow in you and, and realize that you have so much for them to be successful in the service unto the Lord and to our, our, the kingdom of God. And I pray, Lord, that you lead them, guide them, direct them, and they will be submissive to it, Lord, and find a home where they can be welcomed and loved and be strengthened and energized in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And Pastor, you can do a better job than I can of telling people how they can contact you, please. Well, you can contact us. Number one, uh, you can go to our website, AbundantLivingChurch.tv, and send us an email or and, and contact there. You can also go to our Facebook page, which is Abundant Living Church, and we're in Yorba Linda. And so we have a weekly broadcast for Facebook Live page we do on Sunday and also Wednesday, Family of Faith, and in our Thursday night service as well. And you can DM us there and... We'll pray with you. We'll believe God with you. Whatever we can do to help and reach out to you, uh, we'd like to do that. So thank you. Thank you, Pastor. Incredible message. Looking forward to day three here, folks. And we love you all. Please go talk to someone about Jesus today. And remember, Jesus thought about you on the cross of Calvary, and he's coming back soon.